Hello! My name is Kevin, and I'm quarantine-induced cabin fever. And I'm Michael, and I'm a microphone sitting on a shoebox. And welcome to a very special episode of Subtitled Cinema. Today, we'll be taking a look at all of Season 1, reflecting on what it took to make this podcast. Join us as we talk about some of our favorite movie moments, tracing our progress from conception to execution, revealing everything we learned along the way. I'm surprised we even got off the ground. <laughs> I'm surprised we made this much content. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just, uh, it's like one of those things, you know, The instead of, oh, we should be in a sitcom, it's like, we should make a podcast. It's like, we did. Well, <laughs> it's the equivalent of 20 years ago, hey, we should start a band. Oh my god. As if, like, there were that many people know how to play instruments. Not to flex on both you, Kevin, but also all of our viewers, but I did both. <laughs> Don't ever look for my band. <laughs> The Night Market. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to redact that in post. Yeah. Oh, God. This is our little um, retrospective episode, just talking about sort of the logistics that went into the podcast itself, our perspective on these past 10 episodes, and maybe parting some words, some wisdom, some knowledge, some uh, insight into anyone who may be listening to this. Who may want to... Yeah, right. We should not be listening to it. But anyone who may want to start a podcast of their own or just an interest in what it all looks like behind the scenes, any of that kind of stuff, I feel like this would be conducive, conducting. This is for you! This is for the people. Not this is purely mention, for the people. Purely for the people. Just start things. This Definitely. is a message of a lot of our movies, and I'd say a message of this retrospective. Yeah, make really bad stuff, too. Oh my gosh, just churn it out, you yeah. know? Your friends will love it. Your friends? Your friends have <laughs> your, to love your it. Your friends will. <laughs> Look at it. Me, <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if I know you personally and you don't listen to this, I know. Look, we do know. We have, like, the data. Like, <laughs> I have... I, I have... How many people click? And mm. it's not all my friends. We're tracking, like, your eye movements no, through your camera. No. Oh, Christ. That's only a joke as far as um, our terms and conditions. This is a fun little anecdote. After my older brother heard, heard this podcast, heard that yeah. we did it, and saw the product, he was like, Oh, I'm going to quit my job and start my own business, which is a little extreme. Yeah, that's kind of a lot to drive out of like your little brother's podcast. <laughs> but hey, going back to make something, <laughs> it can be like a drawing. Yeah, you yeah, you don't have to start a business, but you you, you should, you know, do something. I mean, this this kind of spawned out of uh, being in quarantine. At least for myself, I graduated right kind of as quarantine was kicking off and was kind of in the midst of things. And I was like, I have no internship possibilities, uh, really. It seems like there's like the end of the world is going on and there's like a unknown timetable for it. If I'm going to be trapped in my home, guess what I can do? I can talk into a microphone and upload it on the internet and get something out of that. That seems um, like an appropriate, productive use of time. Right. I mean, we had this sort of tension between the pandemic which obviously shut everything down i remember just hearing how all of my peers with their super cool opportunities did not get to enact those and that is of course a little frowny face yeah well i i do root for others failure oh well yeah there's a little difference between you and i, I <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's strange because you know the pandemic was horrible it was awful it's still as of this recording we're in like the, some dredges of it yeah. or at least worldwide in the thick of it yeah thoroughly it's not like i want to just go out there and say oh if you're not shredded by the end of the six pack with like 16 albums you produced and a magnum opus like you wasted your time like no 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 like you can <laughs> i don't want to say that you can play video games you can read a book it was hard you know if yeah. if you just made it through it 
I'm rooting for you Boom, so you so did much. It. Right, that's amazing. This was like unprecedented as everyone called it yeah right shout out 1918 (laughs) (laughs) look look for our lifetimes for our generational memory we all got domed by this yeah it was through fucking fat so you know if you made it through it i'm so happy if you made even anything during it i'm so happy and if you do want to make something let's go over just sort of like what our pre-production looked like right so yeah i don't recommend just buying a microphone and like calling up your bros and we're just gonna flick it on and talk right um i don't like or agree with that because it seems like we're just gonna be farting in a room and then we're gonna have that as our product that being said some other people i know have made that kind of stuff and some other people i know like that kind of stuff so hey just keep in mind your audience and then specifically like riff off of your imagined audience that's true but that's not what subtitled cinema is yes yes from our inception we wanted to stray away from that concept because we saw it a little more focused than that yeah our initial idea just kind of launching a podcast started I think the first time it became concrete was a meeting in our library um, mm-hmm. with a big old whiteboard, which is a great place to start. Just oh my like gosh, yeah. jotting down ideas, putting down a calendar, and then figuring out, like, what do I need to do by when, and then you'll have something. Yeah, yeah. It was in part those timetables that really helped squeeze everything out. You know, the pressure to diamonds idea, yeah. right? Where we had a, a definitive end date because our lease is expiring and will be gone. So everything had to be done before then. And I think that really lit the fire under our butts, as it were. Yeah, because you kind of have that due... I mean, that due date. Like, if you don't have a due date or a deadline or whatever, things don't really get done. Yeah, if you're not at least setting goals, it's mm -hmm. easy to just let things be, you know, oh, I can do it tomorrow. Ad infinitum. Yeah, exactly, right? So we had our idea of what we wanted. And I think we had a pretty similar idea as to what that was going to be, right? Right. I'd say in the beginning... Right, you know, before even the scheduling stuff, just expo on to whiteboard. We knew it was going to be about movies, at least. Yeah. We knew we wanted it to be about foreign film, international film, because, you know, American movies are cool, but they are not as in need of a spotlight. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, like, we can promote, and this is only topical, Army of the Dead as much as we want, but, like, you know, it's more likely that our friends are going to click on that Netflix uh, movie on their own yeah and not to mention a lot of other people are going to do it irrespective of us you know there's going to be plenty of press coverage plenty mm-hmm. of other media plenty of other podcasts i'm sure cover you know top like american movies uh, right now like yeah. box office hits as they come out yeah so to add our drop in that bucket of water it would diffuse much more than the bucket we chose and i, I feel like we just had more of an interest like some of our favorite movies were foreign films and so if we could just kind of stick with that and make that our shtick as it were just at least having a thematic consistency it seemed a lot more interesting and fun to do yes yes and not to mention too i mean we talk about it in some of our social media posts follow us but <laughs> sif was definitely at least on the forefront of my mind it felt like no, saying that in retrospect is weird but our experiences at sif were very enriching and engaging and fun and yes. i think that's what we wanted to help bring to other people or at least kind of like propagate out sif by the way the seattle international film festival largest international film festival in the united states attend if you can i guess it's a little hard because it's in seattle but like hey the virtual one you can do the and virtual- they have <laughs> virtual lectures too oh, and so on and so forth yeah um, super true and it's not just the festival they have year-round programming so yeah. 
you know, go to the website, like see what's around. Yeah, it's definitely. super worth it. And it, it really highlights excellent movies that you wouldn't have heard otherwise because they're from Taiwan. And it's not to say that Taiwanese movies are not good. It's just that they're not getting the same screen time, press coverage, and exposure as some of these other movies are. Like, there's a lot of really bad American movies that get plenty of screen time and exposure. Rambo 5, for instance. <laughs> Uh, it's like we all are aware of that time where Rambo was really old and in a house and was like shooting people with a bow and arrow for some reason but you may not have heard of Get the Hell Out a Taiwanese movie that came out in 2020 2021 I think it was 2020 it was very recent yeah um, and that's better uh, yeah it's it's a lot more entertaining it's a lot more fun and it's not as like gritty and but it's still like a good bloody time exactly yeah accessibility was another one of those huge things and another one of those big motivations because if you don't know that these films are out there how can you even realize that you're maybe not being exposed to what you could be I suppose exactly like there's there's you know so much more that is just outside your realm of vision and so we just kind of want to illuminate that a little bit Right. Um, choosing these movies was sort of a task in and of itself. Like that was that was a time. I mean, all of this is a time. Commitment, oh my gosh! Yeah, right? yeah. Um, first, it really highlights just how much spare time you have, especially well, especially like during a, like a global pandemic. That or you know like postgraduate life mm-hmm. or any of that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like you now have all the hours in your week to effectively do whatever you want. And so if you can set aside like two hours to sit with somebody and bust out like a schedule. And then set like another just one hour in your week to figure out like, all right, well, what kind of movies do we want to have? And it's more than an hour. The one big always. takeaway I had from time management is that it's, by God, always longer than you think it's going to be. Yes, always block like two times more minimum. Yeah, and even then you're going to be like, oh, now I discovered <laughs> more work that I didn't even think of that I'm going to have to block out more time for. Because it'll always kind of like branch and touch other things. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're privileged enough to not be working a nine to five or more just to, you know, survive finding the spare change throughout your day if possible or just setting it setting aside things and maybe the very sparse free time that you can have is definitely worth it if it's a project that you're interested in passionate about and have a vested interest in seeing followed through yeah that's a big part i think that's huge of where we started was we both had a mutual understanding that we were going to make this product what the product was was not quite sure yet but it was no doubt that whatever we as soon as we figured it out, we were going to make that. Yeah. In our, our movie selection, we went through a lot. There are some movies that we were going to include and then upon a screening decided not to. The first movie that we were going to have was going to be Old Boy. And I actually oh, ended yeah. up watching it and then so I, I kind of vetoed it. I still think it's a really good movie and that people should see oh, yeah. it. Yeah, watch that if you want, but we can't like formally endorse it with an episode. Yeah, there's just moments of spoiler alert for the next 15 seconds to Old Boy. Some moments of incest and other sort of associated things and I'm a big fan of giving movies a long leash and being like hey if this is for grown ups then this is for grown ups and we're all grown ups here and we can enjoy these things and be mature about it but if it's a little much then I don't want to sell this movie to a ton of people without like proper warning and if there's a lot of like warnings that are going into it then maybe we can just sub it up for another movie and there's yeah. gonna be another great movie that you can find part of what came on really early on is hey can we sell these movies to our friends can we sell these movies to our friends and their moms? Yeah. Like, if my mom's going to have a really upsetting time watching a movie with, like, really explicit content, um, then maybe this isn't I, I the movie. Like, maybe I could choose another one that would be a lot more accessible and fun. And exactly. Kind of give a better spotlight to some of these other movies. Um, right, because we don't want to 
represent a movie as though it were emblematic of that entire country. Absolutely. That's something we definitely never want to do uh, and never intended to do. And then, you know, compounding that with a movie that's maybe, like you're saying, a little uncomfortable, a little intense, then we really don't want to turn anyone off of an entire country cinema yeah. off of this one little sliver. Of course. Um, another movie that we decided not to include was City of God. And that's one of those movies that, oh, one of the greatest Brazilian <laughs> movies of all time. People will really recommend this to you for, for good reason, again. Yeah, but also, like... Had I known what was going to be in that movie, yeah. I may not have just watched it in my own free time, let alone trying to, like, peddle it to my, my sweet, dearest friends' mothers. Right. Like, that movie, again, definitely would be one of the ones with lots and lots of warnings about all of this different, potentially very triggering visual content. Yeah. Another sort of splash of content in that movie is children killing children. You didn't say spoiler alert. Well, because that's not even, like, plot related. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like there's a scene where like a child shooting another child and it's like it's intense it, it is di it's difficult yeah. to watch like very purposely very intentionally obviously but this is not just something we want to bring to a joe schmo and be like hey watch this movie yeah and it's it's not like a cock and balls thing it's not like oh there's full frontal nudity it's not like the language thing i mean you can you can have like explicit content that's inappropriate or violent or whatever and even then i'll give a movie a long leash to like right. let it tell the story that it's trying to and make you feel what it's setting out to make you feel but there's a line there is a line and it's like i this is just so not obscene not but extreme we just felt that these movies in their ways crossed that line not saying you should exclude these things from your movies and they have their places and their functions and they definitely achieve a certain effect but leveraging the platform of this podcast those are not the kinds of movies we wanted to r raise up on our platform on our stage yeah another kind of movie that we didn't include were movies that just weren't bangers oh yeah the because the next one that we watched and didn't include was crouching tiger hidden dragon and that movie sucked i'm so sorry if you love it it's won a lot of awards it's hugely prolific i did not like it at all no that movie again like long leash it was bad. yeah it, it was not good it was not like plot cohesive in my opinion it was the action scenes like watch hero instead yeah watch hero hero Please watch hero. hero was what crouching tiger hidden dragon should have been could have been yeah and wasn't uh, and then we also just had some other movies that we didn't include because we just thought they weren't going to be as spectacular in comparison. Tootsie was one of those. Yeah. Tootsie won a bunch of awards, but it's kind of weird because it's, again, emblematic of a country in a weird kind of way. Yeah. Like, that one, I feel like, is not even... Because you know, we have a movie like Hero, at least it can present, you know, some things of, like, Chinese culture and art, but it's authentic because it's that director and he's like doing a historical exploration like yada all these things right Totsi felt like it was tokenizing in that the movie like the content of the movie itself felt like it was just kind of boiling things down to like their stereotypes and then presenting that as characters and I didn't really vibe with that yeah we also almost had Tana Taka Tana, Tana, Tana. the Australian one yeah it's an Australian like really indigenous good. movie right? yeah that I felt was almost forced it felt like we were regarding it for the sake of inclusion rather than for the the sake of kind of being on the same pedestal as the other movies mm -hmm. and it's bangers only like that's day one you know? it is look the criteria for these movies is bangers and we truly believe that each one is a banger and for you know tana specifically it just while it may have been a good movie it didn't feel like as strong or as consistent as the other ones were. like there's a line with the content that we want to kind of shy away from there's a there's a threshold to the yeah. content that we do want to show and tana was near that but not past that yeah and, you know, when we only have 10 slots and there's 
thousands and thousands of banger international film uh, gets competitive. Yeah, it does. And it's, you know, let's let's give all these awesome movies their due and include them because they're awesome. Yeah, so in addition to just kind of choosing what goes into the podcast itself, we also had to choose the shape. You know, yeah. what, what like, are the containers that's holding the content going to look like? How are we going to have our intros? How are we going to have our outros? And what the hell is going to go on in between? No, definitely. It's it's very deliberate decisions are made about everything that you hear. Not not yes. just, like, intro and outro music, but literally understanding what the episode is going to, like, look like, sound like, um, <laughs> and how that's going to be presented. Because we have structure. We have order. We have, like, things that we want to hit on and things that we don't end up hitting on or, or new things that are brought in. But each of those decisions, whether they're happening live or before, are focused on and pointed at executing what we already kind of know nebulously to be what we want to present to you. Yeah, and it's just really critical to get it on paper. Yeah, yeah. I think if we did not have any scripting, we don't we don't have scripting. We kind of have just like things that we generally we know have bullet points. You yeah, know. yeah. But if there was none of that, I feel like it would not. Each episode would not be cohesive, or we might get like lost, kind of meandering along the way, or like mention points and never get into them. Yeah, yeah. Or just do things in a kind of chrono a chronology that doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, definitely. So it's taking care of all these little logistics that I think is kind of the unsung hero of taking care of big projects like this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty glamorous when it's the product, but if you look behind that, it's like painstakingly, like agony, like, are we going to include this or not? Like all of these little, little, little itty bitty things that all build up, but you miss just a few of those little bitty things and the product itself suffers immensely. And those outlines carrying into like literally recording the episode right now, as oh, I'm yeah. speaking, I'm then referring to my laptop that has bullet points on it so that we know what the flow of the episode is going to be and we have points to refer to when we sort of finish talking about a subject and then we can flow into the next one. And, I mean, some of the benefits of doing a podcast versus radio is then we can then go, hang on one sec, let me, let me, can we pause that really quick? I like <laughs> yeah. don't know what I'm doing or oh, I got to yeah. sneeze or all this, you know, fucking You won't bullshit. hear it. But we've had, like, five minutes, closer to, like, eight of just side discussion, hot mic running. Like, uh, hey, do you want to go? I mean, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> no, exactly. Just all this all this crap noise needs to be filtered out. And it gets filtered out in the editing, which happens in post, which we'll get to in a second. But, but just, like, with, like, building a building, like, you have a bunch of scaffolding that falls away later. Mm -hmm. But you need the scaffolding. You certainly do. Being live is just kind of a weird sensation, too. <laughs> yeah. Live in big quotes, because yeah, this is live, but it's also going to be like filtered later. Yeah. But it is live. It's something that I think we we get get better on as the seasons go on and as we start editing. Speaking of being live, sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't know if you can. Hey, let's be quiet I for think, a second. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's planes. It was always planes. It's planes every time. Good God. SeaTac flies over our apartment building every three minutes. And so... <laughs> we can see it now. Yeah, there's the plane. We, as we sit <laughs> in a bedroom on the floor on, with the microphone no on top of the shoebox. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's constant just bullshit. There's so many hurdles that we just edit out. There's been cars that got stuck on... Because we also live by a hill. Mm -hmm. We've heard cars sliding down, like skidding out. Car alarms. God, roommates come in, slam the door. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just like, you know, part of not only our brand, which has been incorporated into, but just sort of like, 
you know how the podcast is sort of the flesh and bone of it yeah so it's a head rush honestly it's pretty crazy another thing is you think of things and then you forget what they are by the time they come back around and it's happening right now i was gonna say something else and now i don't remember yeah and uh there's only so much you can fix in post in post however <laughs> editing is really i think the 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 bulk of sort of where energies are diverted once you have exited pre-production because pre-production there's a lot of time that you sink in you don't really see it for a while true Um, right you know we scripted it out we made the choices yada yada yeah and i'll also say watching a movie is part of pre-production and let me say by the way 10 episodes two hours per per movie you know that's that's 40 hours (laughs) just so that we can talk about it and then recording itself because what these episodes we've been trimming them down to somewhere around 30 minutes each they're easy some of them are over an hour yeah some of them are over an hour and that's not including putting our laptops in kevin's room changing the gain of the mic 20 times (laughs) oh my god (laughs) pulling things up going pee really quick well i mean making these outlines so we know what to talk about right you talk about 40 hours you tack on an extra like hour and a half per recording session alone plus how much time it takes to record which the recording time is at least listening through it once Mm -hmm. because you know you have to get beginning to end but it's also pause cut re-listen pause cut again re-listen again fiddle again and that's just one cut out of like what's easily 80 per episode or more that's an arbitrary number it might be way higher yeah which isn't to say that we're not about to go back through all the episodes (laughs) to make sure they're okay or whatever so it's 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 it takes more time than you would expect it's a lot of work you gotta you gotta make time and that's why too when you're at the onset of a project something i really deeply encourage is making sure that what you are seeking to achieve and execute is within the realm of your your desire, your comfortability. You're 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 going to be able to dedicate however much time it is. And that's why we also say like create bad stuff because you know if you want to create like a 40 foot painting and that's like your dream, maybe start with just like a canvas um and see how long it takes you to complete that because if you kind of work up to it in dominoes uh, by the time you get to the big thing, you're going to be a lot better at doing everything that goes into doing that big thing anyway. Absolutely. And you'll understand just what it takes. Part of what it took for this podcast included taking notes during the movies that we watched, which was pretty fun. I'd say that's really important. Some just base amount of research of all the movies that we do going into each recording is incredibly important. I feel like without any research, we were just talking about the movies. A, it's going to be just awful. It's it's <laughs> going to, you know, we're going to have some surface level understanding of what we saw. Uh, we're not going to be able to talk about, you know, think of all that historical context exactly. we gave you. I mean, that's the research that's going into this PowerPoint presentation. Well, and that's at the outset what we really thought could give us an edge. Because exactly like you said, without that extra information. I do think for our desires the project would be lacking so it wouldn't be as polished it wouldn't be as deep you know we wouldn't have been able to synthesize not only just our individual understanding of things which as film and English majors respectively we can sort of do that close reading and that's part of again what we brought to the idea itself but we can draw on our experiences and just an understanding of how this movie was made what's going on when this movie is being made is the director being persecuted by, like, a king right now? Like, yeah. what's going on? Is he sidestepping censorship? You know? Right. Like, is he pushing the bounds of, like, socialized film industry? Or are we looking too far into it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all, you know, you decide. Listen to our episodes and you decide. I just, I, I definitely felt that all of the things that we sought to include, that's what kind of gave our project that special sheen. 
yeah, that subtitled cinema glow. Post-production... Oof, we're still in it. Yeah, well, we're, we're still very much in it. We're kind of melded because right now we're in production. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's... I am frustrated by how much time post-production is. Oh, it totally makes sense. It totally was, like, accounted for, I guess. It was... Well, it was accounted for, but I didn't think it would go past October. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just, like, scheduling releases for social media. I mean, at this point, it's just, like, marketing, it's, right? At this point, at this point, it's just getting the word out. Yeah. And marketing is a whole phase god man i wish somebody else would take it over <laughs> yeah. if i'm on like man social media intern i guess does have something going for him yeah it's not just like a slave you keep to like do that thing you don't know about it's like a full like, thing yeah growing on a platform is hard it's hard in my opinion maybe some people have a knack for it but i don't also, I mean, we're, we're kind of going from square one, too. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, this is very grassroots, so it's not as if it's... it's we can't, like, bounce off of... Yeah, we're other... not coming out of an already established production company right. or something. No coattails to ride. We're revving the engine full we, throttle. We didn't have any basis to launch from. Right. Except for the floor that we're sitting on right now. Yeah. And that's our budget, too. <laughs> our budget is this microphone and unfortunately paying for Adobe Premiere. Yeah, we've been, by the way, we've been doing Ugh. all the sound editing in Premiere because, at least personally, I don't know how to use I, anything well, else. I could not do Audacity editing. It's just too clunky. Yeah, so, I mean, you really got to, like, budget out so much time for post because post is, post is going to be, like, longer than production itself. Yeah, po- po- I mean, I would almost say that post is longer than pre and production itself. Certainly, yeah. I mean, it's where it's where it gets made. You know, yeah. movies are made in the editing room. So is our podcast. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a whole hoot. Not to mention, we all got like social media stuff. We have a website which was a bit of a pain to get off the ground. It was a little difficult, but it happened. Yeah, but I mean, all, all the Instagram captions you see are scripted out ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, true. You know, all of it is, is... The website stuff, too, at this point. Yeah, meticulously put together ahead of time. And now, I mean, we're trying to get to the point where we're just posting, posting stuff. Yeah. yeah. And even then, I really wish we could automate it. For free. For free. But alas, you know, everyone's trying everyone, to get their pockets Well, filled. look, if you're good at something and you can provide a, provide a service, you should never do it for free. Yes, absolutely. I guess we're doing this podcast for free. Well, yeah. But you know what? I'm saving you from the ads, so you better be grateful. But just know we'd have ads if we could make money off well, of you guys. More than, like, 10 cents each. That's true, that's <laughs> each true. Each payout. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't su- make everyone, like, suffer ads if it was only 10 cents. And it would be, too. It would be. We have all the recording behind us, which is amazing. It kind of blows my mind that we're able to not only watch these movies, but then record, in many cases, either, like, a day or two after. Um, so pretty quick turnaround on all of this. But that we have also done as much post that we have already yeah so you know just sitting at where we are in this project it's it feels very fulfilling to be at this stage yes it definitely is still a bit of a grind but i mean that's also something i want to say like when you're recording episode four and you look ahead of how much more you have to do you need to get comfortable in existing in a grind because you're not going to reap any of the benefits until it's fully done and you can't like stop like imagine we had stopped at the four episodes like why did we start so silly exactly that would have sucked so you know to preserve all the time you've spent you really got to see things through right and i think part of seeing things through is if you're going to do anything a project a business I guess (laughs) anything that you're going to end up with really make sure that you care about it really make sure that you're passionate and invested. Yeah, I really think the gift is in the making, and I think at that point we've already reaped so many gifts before. I mean, what? It's it's six five twenty one right now. Whenever you hear this, you know, know that I had as much fun making it in this moment live right now as I will when it's finally on our Spotify 
Honestly, I'm going to feel so much better when we're done. <laughs> That's the only time I'm really going to like enjoy the process. And when it's finally done, then I can ignore it. Oh, then we have a little juxtaposition between the two of us there. I'm just so excited to be finished. That's the only thing that motivates God. me is not having to do anything. Crossing the line. Yeah. Honestly, look, I, I can agree with both, right? <laughs> Where it's fun along the way, and it's really fun when you're done. Yeah, I'm kind of on that wavelength. This is a really like side side note, but in our very first episode, the host... at the very end it's like what's your favorite movie and i laugh really hard and then you say i'm not expecting that question <laughs> that bit came a bit too soon <laughs> because we haven't established the norm that we're always gonna ask each other favorite movie so i just listening back to that for me that was really funny because i'm like damn it nobody knows yet <laughs> well whatever they'll find out so what's your favorite movie? Uh, the favorite movie from these past 10 episodes, I'm going to say two because I don't follow rules. We're always going to say two. Uh, La Haine. Uh, that movie, just exquisite. Pretty goddamn awesome. It Gorgeous. I mean, there's a whole fucking episode you can listen to talking, you know. <laughs> Where we that. like praise it. Yeah, so you can check that out. But um, I, I think that was just a movie that, I mean, just recently it's episode like two. It, it was incredibly excited to put into Wow, that we were really excited to put it in. Yeah, it was one of the first like locks. Yeah, like in creating the list, like the square came super freaking late. Cairo Station and Run Lola Run were also really late. Yeah, Tel Aviv on Fire was super early. Yeah, because that that one's from Steph, so. Oh, exactly. Yeah, again, Steph, like shout out. I mean, giving us literally our season finale. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, right? It's definitely providing fantastic films. So you you had already seen Lahane. At least once, more than more than once, right? Uh, Before I, this point, I think twice. I think twice. So you 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 had like a history with this movie. Yeah. This was my first time watching the movie. Did that? What did that do for you? You know, um, I think it kept me informed going into into the movie itself. Had me feeling a little bit more confident in my ability to discuss it. I was able to be like drawing from certain particular scenes, sort of deriving meaning out of them a little bit more clearly, understanding what's in the film and then how it's going to relate to itself or later in the film or whatever. And even to this day, I mean, while we were posting content for it, I still had epiphanies about the movie. And so it goes to show that all these movies are super rich and deep and can be consumed as many times you can and you're still gonna get something out of it it's like reading a book for another time you're gonna see things you haven't seen before and it's gonna continue to inform and enhance your your understanding of the movie and appreciation i hope absolutely i mean like it's better every time i see it absolutely the moment we make one of these episodes the cogs are always turning so i'll be like two days out like at by this point having moved on to something else already and just and then just having those like oh dang you know, that's what that scene meant. Or like, oh my gosh, I didn't even make this connection until I had been just like simmering with the movie very loosely. Mm -hmm. um, so absolutely, each each just assimilating these stories into you and having them inform your perspective, I think is super valuable and is definitely along the line of just like our core values. You know, the more stories you can be aware of, the, the more holistic your understanding of any given thing could be. And I will just give one quick shout out to Run Lola Run, Big shout out. late edition, however incredible one at that. I think oh that's God, probably yes. just, I don't know, just it wasn't even like a pleasant surprise because I, I knew the film had good things going for it and then I saw it for the first time for this podcast and I, I was really like taken aback by that film. It was really incredible. It's definitely like, like a cinephile-esque movie where it has sort of experimental components to it. It's definitely playing with the filmic essence within and I think that's just brilliant craft. From premise to execution, it was glorious. It was tight. We kind of had the flip here where you had seen Lahane before but I had seen Run Lola Run before. And let me tell you, definitely uh, just echoing what you said, where the repeat viewership is 
so beneficial for just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into these movies. Like, I definitely approached Run, Little Run the second time with just like, oh, more of those ohs, because you just get to run it through again and what, uh, see what happens. What about you? What about what was your favorite movie from these past episodes? Oh, I, I wasn't expecting this question. Let me collect my thoughts. The Square. It was a definite, I don't even... I think you found this movie, right? This one came out of yeah. just like kind of nowhere from my perspective. Well, this is this is part of the research that we do in pre-production, finding movies. Right. Let us say that we found like like anywhere from three to six movies per country we were interested in. And our ten country movie list did not cover all those countries. Absolutely not. Uh, the Square really was a pleasant surprise for me. I'm glad how soon we did it because there's so many references we can call back to it for. Um, and it really, I think, is just a great like foundational piece in our, in our our list. A piece about art is definitely going to be. Um, and, you know, even though the, the high and fine art of a prestigious art museum, you can draw parallels to that with any country's film industry. Again, things about just like access and where movies are being placed, you know, taking a step away from Hollywood. We have huge industries across, I mean, any like European country and its deep history of cinema is going to have a lot of competition yeah, there. Yeah, this is a super established film. I mean, it won the Palme oh, yeah. d'Or, right? Like, it's it's um, not only recognized as incredible by the critics, but it's also just, a, like I said, like really established both in its production, you know, I kind of like Stalker, where it's like, we're going to set out to make a movie yeah. and a vision and we're achieved we're it gonna do we have it. the means you know the means <laughs> and the skill to do so um and the square is kind of emblematic of that and that's why i think too i, I would recommend just checking out international film award stuff you know if you're super into the oscars or like the academy awards any of that stuff you know those are fun you know i, I like following them along too i still want to see nomadland like okay we're <laughs> yeah. with it fun but like the canes film festival is jumbo palm d'or is considered one of the most prestigious film awards you could win like mm -hmm. period and so the fact and that america's not there all the time yeah i was gonna say <laughs> if, if those if if movies are winning that award and that's the most prestigious film award and none of the movies in competition are american <laughs> like maybe refrain how you're viewing these you know, quality of film i think the cinematic world is is much broader than any one country and america is no exception to that another reason i really just wanted to shout out the square is i found it funny i thought it was hilarious oh, hilarious tune in to hear our in-depth discussion of the condom scene but i will say the words <laughs> condom scene again it's a, it's a very iconic scene <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss <laughs> and i thought at its core it had a very heartfelt message of just like trying to help people those in what, what does it take to access your humanity and then they blow up that girl excellent <laughs> beautiful just, moment what's going on the other ch choice because i also have two because we always have two Tel Aviv on fire, far and away. Another stiff movie, our finale. It deserves those spots. It was solidified as the finale, like, immediately. Pretty much. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Not only do we get into something as nitty-gritty and everyone's paying attention to it now as, like, the Israel-Palestine conflict, <sighs> but we do it in a funny way, and we do it in a way that's conscientious and aware of the infatadas and, you know, what it means to have generational disconnects and to not even, like, see the Palestinians as human beings. To, all, of, all of these, like, huge things get wrapped up in a movie that is dramatic and hilarious in equal parts. And all of this conflict is very much a part of the fabric that weaves this movie and so is this french actress being like drunk and silly you know yeah. it, i mean i feel like it, it deals with very serious subject matter comedically but it doesn't shy away from saying something you know yeah, it doesn't end totally. with slipping on a banana peel it ends in a really funny way but in a way that still carries weight within the context of the movie and outside that context go watch it go listen to us talk about it it's also very worth it
What was your favorite episode, perhaps? So, podcast episode here. That's, this is us patting ourselves th- on the back. This is the little masturbatory bit that accompanies any good art. All art is... Masturbating, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Masturbating is great. It's just it's just degrees, you know? Is it you recording yourself naked in a room, or is it you recording your friend? It's you anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like I. <laughs> I, would say, I would say my favorite one is probably Hero, um, just because I felt like the beats of that were pretty consistent. I like the things that we talk about. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it just makes it fun to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So th- there was... It's hard to pinpoint specifics. We have the enormity of everything we've made behind us. Yes, and all the things that we've made that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll do only more than that. I don't know. That but <laughs> as far as my very limited and fallible memory can grasp... Hero was just a grand old time, both in the like physical manifestation of making it and everything that went behind the scenes making it. What about what about you? My favorite episode, probably Cairo Station. I remember editing that and being like, damn, like this is not shitty. It was it was <laughs> it's I a think, rare reaction. Yeah, very. <laughs> uh, it was super cool. One, I had never seen Cairo Station before and I really had not no idea what to expect yeah, from it this other was than another, like, like some stabby movie right um, this was another like right out of nowhere one. yeah and it definitely I think the story had so much more complexity nuanced and fantastic themes within it that were super self-contained and super well made and told a great story and had a fantastic ending yeah, um, yeah. and I think we not only kind of picked up on all the notes and beats but we had discussion of themes not necessarily like plot narrative how do we react to that how does that fit into what the movie's speaking of at large instead it, you know we really i think dove into the the explicit themes that are present in the movie but then really interwove those themes into the narrative and how they're all playing out and being presented like we really picked up on all the images yeah as, as well as any other yeah we um, did episode. we did like a very healthy amount of like synthesis and exploration and riffing those two things off of each other, I think, definitely is just a way to get, like, a very good understanding of a thing. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie, and uh, I think we picked up on it. Quick shout-out to every time we have to take um out of a sentence. Uh, if we had to take a shot every time we did it, we would die on episode one. Shout-out to all of the yeses, ums, and lost thoughts that have to be cut out or can't be cut out because we're talking oh. over each other. Like, right then and there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, sorry, editing, like, I, because I can, like, see your um, you know? I can <laughs> see it on the time. Like, it has such a distinct shape in every time, because there's a little bit of silence before and after. I'm like, I, there it is. Here it is. <laughs> um. And it's always, um. <laughs> I love, I love just the, the quick, like, just, we'll be talking, and then there's, like, a drop-off as we're, oh, like, collecting gosh. our thoughts before we, like, jump back into a sentence. So there's just, like, a moment of blank in the episode. I love those. Thank God you showed me like the blend tool, because I, I was I was just always cutting and deleting, baby. Oh God. <laughs> oh, so refocusing on just what subtitle cinema is. Again, what we wanted to be on the outset. Underscoring movies, story, international narrative and perspective. People, people from all over, all different contexts. Underscoring cinematic language. A movie yes. in. Egypt reads different than a movie uh, from America. It, when you are reading different novels and they are speaking differently and conveying different ideas, I mean, the whole fabric is cut differently. And so it's kind of important to expose yourself to these either works of art. So that way you're able to not only have a sort of more informed understanding, but also uh, you can understand the world around you a little bit better. Yeah, 
the cultural values and social conventions of these countries absolutely shine through in movies. All American movies do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our own sets of tropes. We have, like, oh, what we think, like, grisly man protagonist looks like. We, we, we have ideas of the way relationships play out in movies. Of heroism. Yeah, exactly. So... The exact same thing is happening in every country that makes movies across the entire friggin' world. I think we do ourselves such a disservice when we lock ourselves into American readings of things and thinking that, oh, just because the way that like a shot or its length or composition or sequencing happens in America, that's what it means on all film. You know, like this significance. This is how a movie works. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, it's not going to be consistent across all movies ever. We didn't even invent in movies in America, you know? It's It's ridiculous to think that any one nation could make a claim to something that all of these different nations are participating in in equal ways and i think you're doing other people a disservice when you're not consuming their art i mean if you're only i understand the idea of wanting to consume maybe a little bit more locally that way you can kind of be informed about your environment and context totally totally that makes sense however the united states is not the center of the world no i am well and when when you watch a movie like a cairo station and you're exposed to unionization proto-feminism and toxic masculinity if we're talking about 1959 you're not going to see that in movies being made in america or frankly the rest of egypt for that matter you're just limiting your understanding of things if you're if you're not getting just a breadth of exposure and i think that even comes into american context you know if you're not paying attention to you know what's going on internationally then it's not like america exists in a bubble You know, we have all of our complex and deeply convoluted foreign relationships. Everything is influencing everything all the time. Uh, And if you only take, like, an internal perspective on it, you're just... You don't realize how much you're being influenced. You're holding yourself back, yeah. This is our powerful advocacy for getting out there and, and challenging yourself and you know maybe just be open and see what's out there and uh if those are at odds or they challenge what you've already held maybe take a look at that you know maybe explore it a bit check out wakaliwood check out wakaliwood for now that's all we got for our retrospective Make sure to follow us on social media at Subtitled Cinema and stay tuned for a very special announcement of some very special content on the way. You won't want to miss it. I'm Michael. And I'm Kevin. And thank you for listening.